Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Here I want to talk about the part two that I never wrote about of day two. And that was about my overnight state, um, stay for day two. So as I said, I didn't plan that much of, uh, of my route. I just decided that I'll go as much as I want during the day. And then when I feel like, okay, it's getting to being enough, I can uh, stop or get to the next village where there is some accommodation and stop there. And that's what I did on day two to figure out that the albergue or hostel for the pilgrims was fully booked. So I had to go to the mother. Or I, I looked around for private rooms, but they were also all booked out already. So I had to go to another village and it was still quite a walk. And on the way, it slowly started getting not dark, but I knew that in an hour it would get dark and it was still quite some kilometers to go. And I started being more wary about how I look because it was quite hot. So I was in an open sports top, short shoulder free and in shorts. And I started catching myself on the thoughts like, hmm, should I go somewhere in and change the pants to longer pants? Should I put a t-shirt on? Because suddenly I didn't feel safe. I was going through towns and I would look around. And mind you, Portugal is actually third safest country in the world. I didn't know that before I moved here, but that's how it is. So there is not that much crime going on and you shouldn't be super careful. Uh, so hopefully that applies to women being alone out, out in the streets as well. But suddenly I was filtering myself that way. I was super careful to not provoke anything, even though there was not that many, there were not that many people to provoke around me. And then I was going through a, a foresty part of the path. And that was also scary going and thinking the darkness is coming. There are still quite some kilometers to go. I don't know where I'm going to stay and so on. And then I found a sign on the fence of here you can uh, stay, take rest, take a shower or uh, stuff like that with the sign of pilgrimage, uh, the shell and the arrows. And I rang the doorbell and the fence silently slid open and I had to go walk the path maybe 200 kilometers into the forest. And there was this guy standing on the porch of his house waiting for me. We communicated, he in Portuguese means Spanish, and he said, yeah, sure, you can stay. And he showed me the camper van on uh, his premises. He had several dogs, he had several horses there. Uh, so there was a small farm behind. And uh, I asked him, like, and, and when, when do I pay? Do I should I pay now or in the morning? And he was like, pay? No, 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 you stay for free. And I went in, I, I thanked him, I went in, and I had panic. I honestly had panic because I was thinking that I'm getting myself into big trouble. Um, and he mentioned something about couch surfing. So I, I just started voraciously going on couch surfing, trying to find this guy to have a proof. And actually, a small detail to mention here, in the area of the camper van, well, where the bed was, there was a cushion with a Playboy bunny. I think that is the moment when I lost my shit. 
<laughs> and I got, went on couch surfing trying to look for something. There was a guest book and there were like just two postcards put into there, you know, with the things. Uh, so I just felt like I did not feel safe. 20 minutes in, or I also <laughs> thought about, uh, to, thought about that for, to my husband, uh, wrote a message and shared my life location with him. I mean, just saying like, just in case I'm, I'm like off the radar here, here I am. So unsafe I felt. 20 minutes into the searching, I found him on, on couch surfing. He had amazing reviews and I just calmed down a bit. And there was written something about him and his wife. So yeah, I relaxed. Then I took a shower and uh, just uh, did my evening routine and so on. I went to bed and it all turned out really well. Um, he was an amazing guy. I am still to leave him a, a review actually on couch surfing, but that got me thinking and reflecting so much on how damn angry I am with our society that conditions us to not feel safe still to this day as a woman being out in one of the safest countries in the world in the evening. Why the hell does it have to be like that? I'll leave it to that. And I think it gives even, it has even more meaning, those questions now after the decisions and laws um, taken into act uh, in the US with the abortion rights. So yeah, a funny story but with a very deep and sad connotation to it. I hope I'll have, I'll tell this story to my daughter just as a funny story at some point and talking about, you know, girl, back in the day, and she'll look at me with eyes like, what the hell, mom? Are you a cave person? I really, really, really hope that we'll get there in the time, lifetime of the next generation. But for now, it doesn't feel like that. So, Camino, day three. I'm a horrible mother. I love my daughter. A lot, like a lot in capitals. But I love being away from her as well. Does that make me a bad mother? Yes. When I try to get away from her into my phone with social media or whatever, be with her physically but not be present. It happens. I'm an imperfect human. And no, when I do it to stay true to myself, get some quality time with the most important person in my life, it's me, by the way, not anyone else if you wonder. I'm not a bad mother if I take time away from my loved ones to nurture my soul, mind, and body. I'm not a bad mother if I leave my toddler with her father and our au pair to recalibrate my inner compass that helps me show up for her all the other days in the year. It pisses me off to see the stats on the effects of COVID on women in workplace. Just in the US alone, 11 million women quit jobs to be able to keep their families functional during all the hybrid, quote-unquote, schooling. 11 fucking million is the population of Sweden. If you're a woman reading this, set some small boundary today to regain some of your power. Be it a chore that someone else in the household should do, or some time that no one is allowed to bother you, or a to-do that you can just decide to screw on for the sake of the time for yourself. If you're a man, give a woman in your life more space. At work, become an ally or a mentor for a female colleague. At home, do the damn meal planning and grocery shopping for a week and maybe try to set some ambition level a bit higher than takeaway pizza all days. Do homework with the kids, bring them to bed or get them ready to school in the morning. Just give women in your life more space to breathe and be themselves, to recharge. And women, give yourself the damn permission to claim and own that space. You'll win from that. Your partner will, your kid will, the world will. Deal? I'll not comment on this. Let's go to day four. Camino day four, my new goal. It was a rainy morning, so I decided to take it easy and chill with the hostel before starting to walk. While getting ready, I started to talk to a girl. 
The conversation flowed smoothly as we decide and we decided to walk together. Going through foggy forests and along a rough rocky road coast, we talked about life, relationships, and what brought us to this path to Santiago. I said that even though my original goal was to just walk, using this time for myself, every day and each kilometer towards Santiago was adding some pressure on me to push, to walk quicker, to use these days to actually go all the way. I was losing connection to the moment, focusing more and more on the goal, the not my goal. It's my pattern. I decided that I want to be healthy for the decades to come. Breaking that down, uh, breaking down that ambition, I thought 10k uh, steps daily is a good indicator of me moving in the right direction. And I started sweating over getting those 10,000. Having a day with nine and a half thousand steps is not a good one, but it actually is. Even a day with 4,000 is. If I listened to my body and soul and gave them the rest they needed, 10k is a tool, not a goal. Camino de Santiago is a tool, not a goal. My goal was to walk. Now I change it. It's to walk and to not get to Santiago. As soon as I decided about this goal update, my thought pattern changed completely. It was no longer about how many kilometers can I do today. It was how do I feel today and what's stronger right now? My goal to walk and be on my own or my wish to see my loved ones? Such a shift. We all have these patterns of focusing on wrong goals and following wrong metrics. What is your pattern and how can you reframe it? I don't think more comments needed here. So what happened afterwards is that I crossed the border with Spain and I stayed overnight in Spain and I was checking how I would be able to get home in the next couple of days. And it turned out that it would be quite a hassle. Uh, if I would continue to then go back, especially because I prefer traveling by train instead of bus for a whole lot of reasons. So that was, that made my decision to go back. So I stayed overnight in Spain and then I walked back to the border, crossed the river that is the border between Spain and Portugal and took a train to go back to my family. And in the evening I was with them. That was it with my Camino. So a couple of learnings from that journey. And I see that it's already a long episode, so this is probably part two already. Let's break it down to make it easier for you to listen. So learning one was that I I really love walking and I want to do more of it. I do walk on a daily basis as as my day four reflection or journal entry talks about, that I do my 10 or now uh, 15k steps, 1,000 steps. But I realized how much I enjoyed and I actually since the Camino I pay more attention to the bare process of walking not how much I'm getting done or what it gives to my body to my mind not to the podcast that I listen to Uh, I intentionally take some time on my walks without listening to stuff just to enjoy the process and I think that improves my perceived life quality and satisfaction from my life so much more because I know what I love And I'm giving myself space to feel that love and feel the positive results of spending some time on that activity. I also hired a coach since that time um, just to tweak some things, what I thought, (laughs) tweak some things with my lifestyle. um, Because I've noticed that I behave as in uh, I was uh, on vacation but it's a four-month vacation which is a bit too long and a bit too unhealthy because on vacation I usually just let myself eat whatever I want uh, whenever I want and uh, it's uh, usually not so sustainable 
And I wanted to tweak that. And Elise, my coach, she's been a guest on this podcast as well, Elise Hessler. She was telling me like, you're focusing so much on the metrics. We'll probably need to work on that with you. You don't need to be a slave of different numbers, like uh, the steps or the amount of nuts you eat in your muesli and this kind of things. And now we are actually in our last week out of one, we decided to work for one month because she was not sure I would need more. And as it usually is, it's about mindset. It's funny that I'm a mind shifter working with mindset of, uh, of my clients, but of course I need a coach myself to go through my own stuff. Surgeons can't do surgeries on themselves or they should not unless it's uh, an emergency. And it's the same with the coaches. It's the same with the therapists. It's the same with any expert. You need an outside perspective to be able to develop, to be able to continue going. And that's what Lise was helping me with. We've dug deep. Um, yesterday we had a session that was uber emotional and very tough. I'm still processing it and I'm giving myself extra space uh, to do that because I know that even though it was very hard to hear things that Lisa was telling me. She was doing it with so much love and so much care and so much caution. And those were the things that I so need to work on. But um, yeah, it's the process. And uh, I'm thanking Camino for pushing me to do that or inspiring me to take that extra help right now, uh, apart from the other coaches that I work with. I realized how easy it is to read books <laughs> when you actually set time for that. Uh, that's another learning from that. I am not reading that much these days. Usually it's more listening to things. Uh, again, during my walks or while uh, doing chores. But uh, on Camino, I took a, a book with me, a paper book, because I love paper books. And whilst they were in Porto, I realized that I'm done with that book in a, in a moment. So I had to buy another book and carry two books with me because it was so easy to read. And usually it would take me weeks, if not months, to finish one book, even if it's an interesting one. It's just about finding time. And on Camino, I was just sitting down whenever I felt like, with a cup of coffee at a cafe or somewhere on the beach, on the bench or on the sand, and just read some pages until I felt like, yeah, now it's time to go again. And um, I just want to remind you as well, think about what do you love and, and how can you make space for that? Uh, it's often easier than we think. I'll just leave it at that. I also want to be very honest here, and, and one of my reflections was my dependency on the phone. I didn't do this as a digital detox, even though I think I should have. I still kept myself partially, at least up to date with the development of the war back home. And I stayed on the social media, and the, as I mentioned in one of the journal entries, I listened to one podcast on the go. And um, that's definitely something I want to work on more, be more mindful on how I spend time on the phone and what I do that for. So that's a learning that I'm working on since uh, the Camino. I also realized that I want to create some personal board of directors for myself, uh, people whom I admire or who I respect for their knowledge in different areas of life and in different industries. And I uh, listed um, different names uh, for myself and I will get uh, into those conversations once I'm back in Iceland. I want to learn from people who are much further on the on the way than me. And uh, I thought that given that most things are easier than we make them, I'll just ask those people and I see what comes. And I also want to learn more about the role of board of directors in general. And I 
I think I want to get into that role at some point. But for that, I don't know enough. So I want to first get more experience in, in different areas that I'm working on already. Mentoring startups, working with leaders of um, scale-ups and so on. So I'll be working more on getting uh, experiences there, but also at the same time learn about the role, what it entails and so on. So also I have several people in my mind whom I'll be reaching out for uh, learning from once I'm back in Iceland. And I think that I mentioned in a couple of points already, and my huge learning is that it's often easier than what we make it with the me time, with the quality time with our, on our own, and also the importance of relationships, truly equal relationships for that to happen. This is something that people look at us with my husband and uh, comment on how engaged my husband is in the life of our daughter, for example. I'm not posting a lot about that, but he is very 50% in the household. We don't have uh, clear separation of the chores, like you do these, I do those. And it's fluid. I think that is a very important lesson from my relationship with my husband, that at very few points in our life, it is 50-50 for real, that he spends 50% of his time and energy on the household chores or on our relationship administration, so to say, and 50% I do. Uh, it can be 80, 20, or it can be 70, 30, either way, but it evens itself out in the long run. And it's so important to keep this bigger picture. It's this long-term timeline in your mind when you think about those kind of things, because that eliminates a lot of those conversations like, but you, but what have you done? And those kind of things, because that's not existing in our relationship. And I think it is because we always talk about it and we openly discuss it. I feel bad. I, I, I say it sometimes to him. I feel bad that now I do so little, uh, but it's because there is so much going on in my company or when the war broke out. And he always says about it, like, yeah, but then there are periods when I am so obsessed with my work uh, or need some time for myself and so on, or trainings before his triathlon races that... He doesn't do as much and it, it just evens itself out. And I think it's so important to find that balance and to look at your relationship long term because it makes it so much easier and more pleasant to, to keep it as a long term relationship. And I've been with my husband for 11 years and the first year of that or even more than a year, it was a long term, long distance relationship. So we've been through things, not the worst, but still. And, um, I'm happy with him and I'm happy without him. <laughs> and I think that's the beauty of this relationship that I can be happy without him and I'm not dependent on him. At the same time, one of my biggest fears is actually that he will die. Uh, he'll be gone because I so love sharing this life experience with him. So those things are coexisting. And I think it's beautiful that I don't depend on him, but I choose to be with him. and. That relationship gives me space for doing these things, taking a week off of everything and just go away from the family. And I've been doing it more than him since our daughter was born, uh, taking time away from the family uh, for work or for myself. Because at the moment in this season of life, I need more of that than him. So I know that he's not listening. He's never listened to my podcast, but uh, Krishna, I love you and I appreciate you so much. And uh, I hope that you guys will also find this way of building a relationship with a dear one to give each other space for yourself and for your development because it's so damn important. 
Lastly, um, what came out of my Camino is that I now start planning a Mindshifter camp, Camino edition. You might have uh, heard uh, the previous episodes uh, with Jonas Freud about Mind Kicker. Iceland edition. That's what we're doing with Jonas as a camp, leadership camp in Iceland in January. And we're soon releasing the dates for then January 2023. So stay tuned for that. But from the feedback that I got from some of my clients, some of the friends and people on LinkedIn and all other social media, a lot of people love the idea of Camino or have been dreaming about it for ages. And I want to make it happen. So I'm right now designing the Camino edition of Mindshifter. So that will be a leadership camp that is a part of Camino journey. Camino, uh, with getting to Santiago or without, I'm, I'm still open to that and exploring that idea, uh, where part of the day we walk, part of the day we do some leadership workshops, mind shifting sessions. And of course, we start the day with me priming you for the walk. And then we all have space for ourselves on the walk to do our own journey. And I'm available while we're walking uh, for you if you need to explore something with someone or think at someone, as uh, we sometimes say. And then in the afternoon, in the evening, we spend some time together processing, discussing, developing and evolving together. And on the way, we see beautiful sceneries, we eat good food, we support each other, we build friendships and relationships that come with us home, uh, not only with the other mind shifters and other people on Camino, but also with ourselves. So if that is interesting for you, please click the link in the show notes. Uh, there is a Google form there where I'm just getting the input right now from people who would be interested about how to shape the format of the Camino uh, edition to, to serve as many people as possible. And uh, I will be in touch with you if, uh, uh, if you want. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you are Taking the lessons of mine from the Camino and uh, giving yourself time to reflect on them and uh, let me know what comes out of that. I would love to hear about that. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 